Amen. Amen. Um, we, we, we've been doing um, a series called Teach Us to Pray. I like to say, Lord, teach us to pray. And Sponilo doesn't like that very much, but I'm preaching today. I've got this mic. <laughs> so there's nothing he can do. Um, we, we, in our penultimate um, sermon of the series, we've, this is the fifth week actually we've been in this. Um, we've, we, our anchor scripture for this is Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13. Um, if you know, don't know what that is, that's the Lord's Prayer. Um, so we started off with um, praying for adora- um, praying um, with verse nine, and it's adoration. You know, so we just spoke about adoration and God's name being hallowed, and what that means. You know, like the fact that we need to respond to Him as a Father, that we need to see Him as a Father, because if we if we really don't respond to God as a Father, then it can change a whole lot of different things. Because if we, if we, if we don't have that relationship with Him, then, then perhaps certain things we won't be willing to ask or we think we, we're not even allowed to ask from Him because He's not a Father. And maybe because we think He doesn't really have the best interest for us. But once we start to understand that God has the best in store for us, that He has the best in mind for us, that He always considers us, then it becomes much easier for you to go before Him boldly and, and to start asking Him and start speaking to Him and start imploring with Him wherever you need to, you know, um, and then we, we, we also spoke about petition, verse 11, um, where, 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 we, we, where we bring our personal prayers before God, and, and, and we spoke about how we need to, 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 to not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let our requests be made known to God, and then his peace which guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus will be there, um, and then we also went into intercession, so Intercession being a, 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 a mark of maturity, you know, where you now you're not only looking after yourself, just like babies do, because all babies do is give me, 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 give me food, food, feed me, everything, you know. But then when you grow older, um, the Bible talks about that you, you become, you, you get spiritual milk, but then you need solids as you grow older. So intercession is that thing where actually God now speaks to you um, for other people, where you now stand in the gap for other people as well. Um, and also last week, we actually spoke about perseverance. You know, that sometimes when you make these prayers, you might not get instant results. You know, we're micro microwave generation and we love things to happen quickly like popcorn. You know, put it now on the stove, get it five minutes later. <laughs> but then sometimes it doesn't always happen like that because God is not only concerned about us, but about the entire universe. Um, we, spoke about, we spoke about the fact that some of the things that may seem to actually delay our prayers, um, uh, uh, that is God's world. You know, maybe you might be praying that there be no rain, but then someone else really does need the rain. And God's will, he actually said, he actually said that um, his, will, his word would not return to him void. You know, so there's actually certain things that God has certain place. And sometimes when we play, when we pray, we we may have some very um, uh, selfish prayers. You know, Um, and when you when you're praying these selfish prayers, they might be against the will of God. And and sometimes that's the reason why they just won't be. And then there's also God's war. Um, that the, the devil is actually real and, and that he, the, w- w- especially when we're praying and we're interceding for what God has placed on our hearts, for whatever God has called us to, the devil will always try and intercept that. So there is a, a, a war that's going on 
um, and, and, and the devil always tries. Uh, we spoke about that um, an example with Daniel when his prayer was delayed for 21 days. Three weeks. Sometimes maybe I was <laughs> even delayed a bit more. <laughs> but today we're going to talk about listening. You know, um, so today let, let's just kick off with prayer and then we'll get into it. Father God, we, we thank you for this morning. We thank you, Father God, for this church. We thank you, Lord, for each and every person that is here. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you speak to us right now. Lord, we exalt you, Lord, and we, and we give you all the glory and all the honor, Lord, and we pray that you have your way in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So as we've been going through the series, we've, we've really been emphasizing a lot. Um, I've been talking about how we need to pray in God's will or within God's will, um, and that the things that we pray for, um, they need to be biblically aligned and so forth. Um, so, so knowing God's will is sometimes very easy, but sometimes it becomes a very difficult thing. Um, an example would be if, we, if, we, if we're talking about sin, um, and, and God's heart towards sin. We all know that His will is that we not sin. Um, it's very easy to prove that. You can open the Bible and then you can just, it will be there in a lot of different places. But then when it comes to other things, like, okay, where am I supposed to work? Uh, how much am I supposed to, how much am I supposed to invest? Um, am I supposed to leave this city? Which city am I supposed to go to? Those things you won't readily find in the Bible waiting for you. Uh, Pumlani needs to go to so and so city. <laughs> you know that, and, and, that, and that's, and that's probably where we find the biggest struggle, um, with personal decisions. Where, 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 where we need to know, and we need to know God's heart, so that when we are praying, that we pray in line, and that whatever endeavors that we're making, we're making them in line with God. So, in those instances, that's where we really need to hear from Him, because we might be praying, but if we, if we're seeking His will and we're waiting upon Him, then we need to hear from Him, and we need to hear what He has to say concerning those things. And, and also another thing that can happen is maybe, like I was saying, these prayers can be delayed for whatever reason. So it's also very important that we need to hear from God what is actually going on. Sometimes during those times of waiting, He actually speaks to you and He gives you words that actually um, strengthen you during that time of waiting. Wherever you find yourself in the desperation, wherever you find yourself in whatever situation you find yourself in, God is there and He speaks into those situations so that you can be able to walk through. Because our, 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 our destiny is breakthrough. Um, Romans 8.20 says, um, all things work together for the good for those who are called according to His name and His purpose. So whatever that we experience in the interim, we know that our destiny is that all things will work together for the good. So that's how we need to look at our lives. That's how we need to see everything. That no matter what we're going through, no matter what is happening in the times, that everything will work together for the good. Amen. So prayer is not only about us speaking, um, but we, we, we need to find time to listen to God. And actually sometimes even when you're praying, God actually tells you what you need to pray for. 
You know, so this thing of listening when you're praying is a very important thing. And it's something that if we, I know some of us might have already started with it, but it's something that you grow in. Um, in my own Christian life or in my own spiritual walk, um, I, I've grown from, from, from strength to strength in it. But it really takes you being um, deliberate about it and, and going after listening to God. So we're first going to talk about listening as a part of prayer. Uh, and then we'll go through the fact that God actually speaks to everyone. Um, and then we'll talk about how, how, and then we'll talk about how we can actually recognize His voice, because His voice is not the only one that we can hear. Um, and then we'll go to how our attitude needs to be as we receive Him. Amen? Amen. Jeremiah, sorry, 1 Kings 19 verse 1 to 15. Sorry, verse 11 to 15. If it was verse 1 to 15, it would be too long. <laughs> First Kings 1, 11 to 15. 19, 11 to 15. It says, Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And the earthquake into a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a small, still voice. So it was when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly, a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord, of God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed the prophets with the sword. I, al- I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then the Lord said to him, go return, go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Hazael, Hazael as king over Syria. Three things I want to talk about in that scripture is that the first thing, it actually talks about all these fires and the earthquakes and all these other stupendous and and crazy and weird things that we, we might expect to see when we're having a supernatural encounter with God. You know, sometimes we expect this deep, booming voice which will come and, hey, you know. Um, but it, it says it was a still small voice so it's not it's not always splendor and fireworks when god is speaking to us most often actually actually those those that is an exception to the rule where where he speaks and and, and fireworks and, and and things are booming you know but most of the time when god speaks to us it's it's with that small still voice is this thing is demon Um, And and also (laughs) And also something else that we see Is that Elijah had a a relationship with God You know, he he, he knew God And and, and it's not something that he was just now studying And he'd be like, oh, okay, fine But he had actually been in a place Where he was cultivating this relationship with God And and a very important thing to note is that you need to be near Him in order to hear Him. You know, so the closer you are to God, the closer you bring yourself, the more you draw near to Him, He'll draw near to you. 
and then you'll start to hear him. The more you exercise this thing of, of, of trying to hear from God, then it, it, it will happen. So God actually does speak to us. But then you might be sitting there and thinking, oh no, it was Elijah. This guy brought down a fire, which we, which he brought down a fire from heaven. You know, he did a whole lot of other mighty things. And then you might just be thinking, I'm, I'm just me. You know? Um, but I, I'd like to, I'd, I'd like to correct that kind of thinking here this morning. That it's, it, 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 it's, hearing God, um, is not something that is only done by the man of God or, or certain people, but this is something that is there for everyone. I want to take you back to our creation. Um, when Adam and Eve were created, they were in God's presence and they listened to Him. They heard Him, they spoke to Him, He spoke to them. And, and, and so for, for we, we have within us that ability, that innate ability to hear from God. So it's not just something for certain people, but maybe certain people have, have, have worked at it more, more in their own lives that they become better at it. And so it's not a thing to look at it and say, oh no, so and so is the only one who can do it. But it's a thing of saying, oh no, so and so is already there. I need to catch up and maybe even go further. John 10 verse 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. This was Jesus speaking, and at that point he was talking about his disciples, and he was even saying that I'm not, there's still going to be more that are going to be added to these. So then he was talking about then the Gentiles are also, sorry, you're talking about the Jews, but then the Gentiles were also going to be added, uh, whom I think all of us are. Um, Gentile just means non-Jew. <laughs> are there any Jews in the house? Ah, Gentiles. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was, he was speaking to them and he was saying that my sheep hear my voice and, and, and I lead them, you know, and they follow me. And so the, the, there's, there's, there's something that we need to, to check there that actually our, our path needs to be um, forged by God. And it's very hard to follow God if we can't hear Him. It's very hard to follow God if we, if we can't get instruction, if we can't get the next move from Him. So it becomes very imperative that we work on this thing. It's such an urgent matter. Because our lives are so busy and things happen and they move so quickly. And the longer you're not hearing from God, the longer you're in danger of moving in the wrong direction the longer you're in danger of following the wrong things or the wrong people, etc., etc. <clears throat> I want to stress this point that the more you listen, the more you'll hear. You know, a lot of times this thing comes by training. And, and so I, I really want to... This is, this, this is really the crux of what I'm saying. That the more we do this, the more it will actually happen. The more we do this, the, the, the more we'll actually get better and better at it. Let's look at Job 33, verse 14 to 18. For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night. When deep sleep falls upon men, when, while slumbering on their beds, 
Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction in order to tend man from his deed and conceal pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pit and his life from perishing by the sword. For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man may not perceive it. So what are some of the ways that God actually speaks? Um, God can God can speak through using creation. You know, the Bible says that creation displays who God is. You know, and 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 so many different things. Um, when you're looking at creation, you can actually find out about God. You can find out about His kingdom. You can find out about His ways. You can find out about His patience. You can find out about His care and His order. There's a lot of different things that actually communicate who God is. And 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 in, in those things, sometimes you can find. Um, uh, um, things that he is talking to you about. Um, there's also, you can also um, hear God through pictures and dreams and wor- and the word Bible. Um, you can see visions. There can be prophecy. Um, there can be personal circumstances. You know, sometimes because of the hardness of our hearts, um, God has to break us in order to make us. He has to break us in order to actually make us whole. Because sometimes when we, 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 we are so oblivious to what he is saying, he keeps on trying to, to pull us this way and he keeps on trying to pull us that way, but we like, we like the donkey. You know, when it keeps on being bit, beaten, um, it just stands. You know, so sometimes he has to, and, and until a point where he actually breaks us, until a point where there's actually calamity comes upon us. And I've found in my experience that so many times, so many people are so willing to listen when their things are not wrong in their lives. When they all of a sudden don't feel like they're in control, like they usually feel in control. When their health is not really there. When their money is not really where they, they need it to be. And then I find so many times that when we're broken, when we're in a place of desperation, that it makes it so much easier for us to actually receive what God actually has to say for us. Maybe, maybe those times we'll remember that the Bible actually existed. Or I can actually go to connect group. It's a thing that I should prioritize. Or that I actually need to read my Bible and so forth. And maybe uh, it's, not, it's not just doing those personal things, but also remembering that you, you can actually call on, on your friends or your people from Connect Group or, or your brothers and your sisters or your mothers and your fathers, whoever else, that they may pray for you and pray with you during those times. But there's also, these are, these are, these are mostly the prescriptive ways um, that God usually speaks. But then sometimes God speaks in very unorthodox ways as well. Um, when, after this encounter that I was talking about with those girls and then they, they, they invited me to church, I went back home and when I went back home, um, I was reading, I was staying with my sisters back then and they had this girly magazine. Uh, I was bored. I was going through it, and then there's, you, you know the horoscopes, what's it, uh, those stars, yes, those things. I was actually going through those things, and then I looked at mine, and it actually told me exactly what God had been telling me to, because after that, God has been telling me that I need to move and go stay close to Westville. Um, and it, it, the, the, the most unlikeliest source, because I always looked at that thing, like, and I was like, ah, no, this thing. It's useless, it's stupid. Before then, it wasn't because I was a Christian. It was just because I thought this thing doesn't work. 
<laughs> you know. But I looked at that thing, and that day I actually broke down. I was just like, it, it, it made so much sense. The weight that that thing gave to me was so big. And, 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 and I'm here to tell you that it's a horoscope that actually got me to move to Westville, and then I got plugged into that church, and the rest is history. So you might be thinking God is going to take his prophet from I don't know where and say, thus says the Lord, you must move to Westville. No. <laughs> it was through a, a magazine. So um, listening to God and hearing from him is not, it's not more about the source or what, you, what is actually bringing the information, but it's more about listening um, and getting that conviction within you. You know, there's a peace that comes with, 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 with being aligned with the Holy Spirit. There's a, there's, a, there's a peace that comes with knowing where God is taking you. And so often when we talk about the still small voice, you know, even, even in non-Christian circles, people speak about the still small voice. You know, there was a still small voice and it told me to do this. And then I just did this. And look at this. And then people attach all sort of different things to it. It's my guardian angel. It's this and this. And that's where we lose the plot. <laughs> But it's God who actually speaks to us, and He has been. And He doesn't actually need you to, to, to actually um, be so inclined towards Him for Him to speak to you. God speaks to, God speaks to even those who, who have not um, stood and said, You know what, God, I, I, I'm giving you my life. Um, I've, I've, I've had so many stories of, 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 of people from the Far East. You know, as, 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 there's a lot of people who actually have a, a beef with God um, because he took some people and he put them in the Far East. And, and there's no way that they would ever be um, subjected to Christianity. You know, because all they know is that um, is their surroundings. And mostly they're, they're Hindus, they're Muslims, they're Buddhists and so forth. But God is, His hand is not shortened that He cannot save. And even those who grow up in places where Christianity is not preached, even those who grow in places where they never exposed to Christianity, He speaks. And so many of them receive dreams. So many of them find themselves reading the Bible. Maybe they, um, there was another book that I read um, uh, by Begum Sheikh. What's the book called? Begum Sheikh. <laughs> okay, it's, uh, oh yeah, I dare to call him father. And, and this woman had, she, this woman had visions and dreams and, and of things she didn't understand and she had just had this inclination to read the Bible because with, with Muslims, a lot of Christians actually don't understand this, but Muslims actually read the Bible. Muslims read through the Bible and a lot of them know more of the Bible than Christians do. I've, 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 when I, whenever I do outreach and I speak to Muslims, I'm always surprised. Actually, now I expect it that they're going to know what I'm talking about. Because um, some of them actually read the entire thing at the age of 13. They read the entire Bible, so they know it. But what God did through this woman's life was he, 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 he gave her these dreams and these visions. And then whenever she went to read the Bible, then she'd find things that correlated with what she was seeing. And then it, it took her to such a point of desperation that she actually went and sought the only missionary family that she knew, which lived around in that area. And then later on, she, she, she actually become, became such a staunch Christian, and, and her biggest thing was listening to God. And so she relays her stories about how she would always, because it's a, it's a dangerous thing to be a Christian in a Muslim society. 
But then she would always relate her story of how she actually listened to God. There was a near, uh, a close escape. Um, but it was, break, it was very much based on how she heard God. And so wherever you are, whatever you're doing, God wants to speak to you and He will speak to you. We just need to listen. We just need to receive. And there's another thing I'd like to speak about. It's called discernment. Discernment is the intuitive ability to decide between truth and error, right and wrong. And it's really what the Bible calls testing the spirits. You know, there's so much information that we get in this day and age. um, And information comes to us very easily through so many different sources. Um, But there's an when you're born again, there's an inner witness of the Holy Spirit inside of you. When the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, it becomes so much easier for you to discern the spirits, for you to know if this thing is not really right or if this thing is, is true. Sometimes it, you, 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 you'll pick it up like this. Sometimes when you see something or when you hear something, you know it's false. Sometimes you'll actually have to, to be deliberate about seeking it out and testing um, if this thing is actually viable, if this thing is actually genuine. So we need to, we need to be aware and we need to, we need to be very vigilant, um, in those times where, 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 where we, we, we're going through these things and we're searching out these matters. Hebrews 5 verse 14. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have the powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment, trained by constant practice to distinguish good and evil. There's this thing I was talking about again, of you doing this thing over and over again. It says you've been trained. So you become perfect because of the training. Because you've been going before God and, and, and wanting to discern and looking at the Spirit and wanting to observe what is the truth, what is fault, where is God in this, and what is God telling me to do? What is the, where is the Holy Spirit guiding me? If we get used to that, if that becomes our, our habit, if that becomes our thing, then it becomes so much easier. Then we, we, we actually embody the Scripture. Because then the scripture starts to speak about us. That we're receiving the solid food and, and, and these powers of discernment because we've been trained by constant practice to distinguish good and evil. It's really imperative to spend time with God. It's really imperative to make time to spend with Him. I speak again about the business and the things that we do. We really need to find time to actually lay, our, lay, lay ourselves before him and say, you know what, God, this is what is going on during this time. And then take some time to listen. What's on your mind, God? That's a question that doesn't come to us often enough. What's on your mind, God? What do you have to say to me? And it's also a place of trust. You know, we spoke about this relationship, that the prayer is a relationship between you and God. So in this place of trust, it becomes a place where you can actually listen, and where you can actually wait, where you can actually, where you, where, where you can actually pour out everything to Him. You know, sometimes as Christians, we think there's certain things that we shouldn't tell God. We think maybe that they'll shock Him. 
But, I, but this is shocking because he knows everything and he knows our thoughts even before we think them. Let alone our actions because those are preceded by our thoughts. So a lot of times when, when we find ourselves in these places, it's God who's actually already put us in a place where we can actually hear from him. We, we need to slow down and we need to soften up. We need to slow down and we need to soften up. You know, a lot of times, like I'm saying, life is busy. Um, our schedules are, are full to the brim. You know, um, if someone finds a slot in there, they, they, they must consider themselves honored amongst men. <laughs> Because our schedules are busy. There's children, there's, there's, um, there's work, there's, there's ministry, there's friends, there's, there's events, there's family, um, there's, there's a whole lot of different things. There's business. For some of these, for, for some of us, we hold a lot of these different things in, in one life. So in your own life, you have a lot, you're ticking a lot of these boxes. Or to add to that, there's spouses as well. <laughs> You need to have a lot of time for your spouse. <laughs> yeah? I no comment. <laughs> um, to hear God's voice, you must turn down the world's volume. The author here is unknown. I wish I knew him. <laughs> so to turn to hear God's voice, you need to turn down the world's volume. So with all our business, with all our stuff, with all the things that we're doing, we need to take time and just say, God, it's just me and you. It's a very healthy habit. Jesus did it all the time. So many places in scripture where it's written that he'd, he'd actually go away. He'd actually even leave crowds. Like crowds were there waiting for him and then he'd just go. And, and, and he went because it was time for him to listen to God. It was time for him to, to, to pray. It was time for him to commune with God. It was time for him to have fellowship with God. It was time for him to, to, to strengthen his relationship with God. It was time for him to hear what God had to say. That's why he was so confident that he says, where, where, where God says I go, then that's where I go. And what he says, I say. I, these words that I'm, not say, that I'm saying are not my own, but they are the Father's. Because he actually spent so much time drawing from the Father, receiving from the Father, finding out what the Father's will is, finding out where he's supposed to go, finding out what he's supposed to do. There's another man that embodied this very well, Paul. So, so often he would actually write in his letters that I wanted to come to you with my everything, but the Holy Spirit pro- um, pro- prohibited me. And instead he sent me to this place. So now I'm going to that place. How many of us can actually say that about our lives? Where if we're going to do something, we're going to make decisions that we've actually taken some time to actually sound out God and what He wants us to do and what He wants us to say. There's a lot of different um, things in our lives that God, He's actually so interested in us. And sometimes we actually exclude Him. Um, It might be out of ignorance, but maybe we think, oh no, this is too petty for Him. Oh no, this is too small. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll bother him with bigger things. 
Who do you know who loves you? Who do you know who's, who's really affectionate and shows so much affectionate towards you? Who really cares about you? Who's that person or who are those people who really care about you? Do you not tell them those little things? Do you not share those little intricate details with them because you know their heart for you? And you know that there's a place where you can actually share those little details. And that for them, even though they're so small, they become a big thing because you're a big thing to them. How much more with God? How much more with God? If we can trust infinite human beings who can even turn on you, how much more and constant, ever, never-changing, everlasting Father who has His best will and His best for you? How much more Him? We, we, we stand there, we're like, no, 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 God, we must only talk about certain things and, and, and be in a certain way. No. Guys, we need to, we, we need to recognize, um, the, 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 the relationship that is there to be built. We need to go deeper. We need to strengthen it. How do we strengthen our relationship with there? If you, if you, if you're trying to make a friendship work better, all you need to do is be present. A lot of times when you're not present, things start to disintegrate. And when you're not present in your relationship with God, when you're not thinking about Him, when, you, when you're not thinking about what He's saying, when you're not thinking about where He's directing, when you're not thinking about going and spending time with Him, then that relationship starts to disintegrate. That relationship starts to to open up. There's, there's, there's cracks that can open up in that relationship. Again, I stress, we need to draw near to Him. Amen? Amen. Sorry, my iPad just locked. <laughs> Habakkuk 2, verse 1 to 12. Habakkuk 2, verse 1 to 12. Sorry, 1 to 2. Yo, we're not going to 12. Sorry. <laughs> but you can go to 12 in your own time. Like after the sermon at home, you can just read the whole book of Habakkuk actually. <laughs> Habakkuk 2 verse 1 to 2. I, I, I will stand watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. The first thing I'm seeing there is humility. Second thing I'm seeing is submission. I will subject myself, I will put myself there, I will stand watch. And I'm also willing to be corrected. I'm also willing to be taught. I'm not, I'm, I'm not just a mule. I'm not just stubborn in my way. I'm not just calling God along so that He can, He, He can bless whatever I'm trying to do. I'm taking whatever I've planned, whatever I'm doing, and I'm setting it before Him. And I'm saying, here it is. What do you have to say? And the heart is one of humility. It's one that is, is, is submitted and that's saying, if, if you don't like this thing, which I really want to do, then that's fine. Correct me. What am I supposed to do? It's putting those things before God and being willing to actually heed what He's saying. 
Because it's one thing to actually hear what God is saying. It's another thing to actually do it. And that's where the fruit is. The fruit is not in hearing what he's saying, but the fruit is doing what he's saying. That's where the power is. That's where the strength is. Not only just listening, but actually doing, applying. And so Habakkuk is saying, I will watch and be vigilant. What does this word watch mean? It means being vigilant. It means being present, being deliberate. That I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait for you, for what you have to say. And we need that in our own lives, where we actually slow everything down and soften down out our hearts and our own desires and our prides or whatever other thing that we have and say, Lord, I'm willing to be corrected by you. When Jesus was saying, watch and pray, he was actually saying, discern, look around you, see what's about to happen, sense the danger, sense what is happening. Take this time, don't sleep, don't be busy with other things, sense what is happening, what is going on in the atmosphere around you, where are you supposed to be, what are you supposed to be doing? When we're watching, God is speaking to us. God is showing us things. God is revealing things to us. These are, these are intimate, these are precious moments. And we need to ensure that they are there in our lives. We need to make sure that they actually exist in our lives. We need to guard them jealously. Let's talk about this world called rampant. Um, a rampant is a defensive wall of a castle, a walled city having a broad top with a walkway and typically a stone barricade. So this is something that you'd get in kind of like the watchtowers where, where, where someone is actually watching out for the kingdom and where they're watching out for the protection of what is going on. So Habakkuk says, I will watch from, I'll stand my watch and set myself on the rampart. So he's saying... He's setting himself in this enclosure, in this barricaded place where nothing can penetrate. And that's what we need to do with these times. We need to barricade these times. We need to be jealous of these times. We need to guard them jealously and viciously. Because they are that important. Saying standing watch, standing in a high place where God can only take him. And he's guarding this place. And he's making sure that nothing can penetrate it. Not your cell phone. Because it's always there and beeping and vibrating. And there's always WhatsApp. And there's always Facebook. And there's always people calling. And there's always this and there's always that. Things will always present themselves very important. Things will always present themselves very urgent. But there's something more urgent, spending time with him. Because that's the power, that's the strength that you get to deal with every other urgent thing that comes. If we find our voice, if we find our time, if we find uh, his words in us, those are the things that actually enable us to deal with all of these other things. You can be on Facebook for, I'm just going to do one thing. And then before you know it, 30 minutes, an hour, two, how? Where did the time go? You know, and, and then we cry and we say, we don't really have time. You know, like, oh, my life is so busy, but we've got time to go on Facebook and Instagram. 
and, and this is not me trying to condemn you for going on Facebook and uh, Instagram. This is me trying to show that we, we always do have time. There's certain things that we actually do just in, in leisure. We usually say this, you know, while I'm waiting or while, let me just rest a little. Let me do this. You know, those things that you say you're doing when you're resting, you must watch out for those things. Are you really resting when you're doing those things? Are you really resting when you're watching a series, like a, a whole season of a series, going on and on and on? <laughs> you know, is, it, is, is your mind really resting? And also there's a lot of different types of rest. For, for some who like guitar, like myself and Fanele, Onkazi, you can just sit there and play your guitar, that is rest. And then you, you, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different, but, oh yeah, I'm, I'm running away from my point. This thing is not about, <laughs> this thing is not about us resting or not resting. This thing is about us making time for God. And this thing is about us looking critically at our lives and seeing where am I wasting time? Where am I um, putting other things in God's time? Where am I robbing God of his time because of this and this and this? So this is a, this is a point of, 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 of ref, um, quiet reflection within yourself. This is, this is not a thing, but this is a thing to make sure that you will stand, you'll be able to stand in this rampart and guard this time. So part of guarding it is making sure that you smash every other wall. And God is not far. Listen, I know there's a struggle with this. I know there's a, you, you pull from all sorts of different directions, but you need to fight for that time. And you need to pray that God can actually help you to have that time. Because that time is so important. The last thing that I want us to know is that we need to write. We need to write. Writing is not something that came up with some, some person who I don't know what they were. But when, you, when, you, when, you, when you're looking at the Bible, so many times when things were happening, when God was speaking to people, they wrote them down. Why did they wrote them down? Sometimes it was as a memorial. Sometimes it was to tell the next generations. Sometimes it's just to remember. Just to remember. You might have some certain times where you hear this great prophecy or when you, maybe you, you might even be watching TV, watching something that has nothing to do with God, but then God takes one line from there and he, and he tells you something so profound. But what do you do? You sit there and you carry on watching. But you know this great and profound thing is there and you're still excited. Now when you're going to sleep and you're trying to remember, what was that thing? Ish. <laughs> Gone. Or you, or you, or you, or you hear a great prophecy from someone who's telling you something so profound, and maybe they're confirming something, and then later on when you're trying to think, what were they saying? It's gone. You, you could be listening to a sermon, it could be a lot of different things, but when God is speaking to you, take time to write it down. As a remembrance, to, to aid your, your mind. So, so when you're having these times with God, when, you, when you're having these times of prayer, always have your book with you. Some people call it a journal, some people call it a diary, um, I call it a book because they're all books and then you can just write something in there. <laughs> 
It doesn't matter what you call it. What matters is what you do with it. So you can take the one of those hardcover, you know those ugly ones that we used to write on back in, back, yeah. You can take, yeah, in Crocs, it choir. <laughs> those hard books, you can take whatever it is, as long as you will have something with which you will have with you to remember what God has been saying to you. So important. So important to remember. So important it is. Because sometimes these things, may not, you, you may not see some of them for a while. But it's so important that when you go through these books, that you remember this is what God had said. When you find yourself running out of steam like Elijah was. When you find yourself being isolated and alone. When you find yourself not really knowing what you're supposed to do. Or what you're supposed to do because now everyone has deserted you. And maybe you started off this thing with so many people. And now you're the only one. And it feels like you're the only one who's pushing it. And, the, and you know, everyone, it just kind of seems like everyone has deserted you. In those times, a reminder of the word that God has given you is enough to remind you of your identity. It's enough to remind you who you are. And when you remember who you are, you remember what you're there to do. You remember whose you are. And when you remember all those things, they stir up that, that zeal. They stir up the passion that you once had. They stir up that, 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 that strength to carry on. They stir up boldness for you to break whatever is trying to hold you, to face whatever is in your way, to actually go and conquer. Breakthrough comes when we actually listen to God. When we, when we, when we put aside those times and when in our prayer we, we, we convening with Him, when we're communicating with Him. You all rise. Could you all please rise? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I, I, I never... One of the biggest things that I, I hold so dearly is that whenever I'm preaching, that it's not just words and things and, and, and ideas, but that it, it, it may be taken, that it can be considered, that it can be, it, people can take it and, and, and see and look at their lives and see where can I put this, how can I put this, how can I fit this in, how can this make my life better? And so I'd like us to take this time. Um, we're going to have some time, about 20 minutes. Uh, I made the sermon um, short on purpose, that we can have a lot of time to actually engage with him. That we can actually have a lot of time right now to do what we've been talking about. If we look at 1 Timothy 1 verse 18, it says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made, Concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. By the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Another way to word that is by the words that God has spoken to you, that you may wage the good warfare. That you may stand in the gap where the enemy is trying to steal. That you can stand in those places 
where the enemy is trying to destroy or kill. That you can wage that good warfare, that you can bring the kingdom of God, that you can bring love, that you can bring peace and joy. That breakthrough can come through this word that he speaks to us. And so during this time, if you guys wouldn't mind just playing some soft music, I'd like us to just pray um, and forget about everyone who's around you. You don't have to, you don't have to sit in your seat. If you want to go sit down in the corner, if you want to stand up, if you want to walk around, if you want to lie down on the floor, whatever it is that you want to do at this point, whatever it is that you feel like you should do at this point, do it. Keys feel free. Keys feel free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.